Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we are watching The Great Escape as it turns 60 years old. Yes, and everyone's just humming the theme in their head now. Did I get that theme right? Pretty much. Yes, you never do. Yeah, as, as always, we have someone who has seen the film before and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film but seems to know the theme is <laughs> Katrina Johnston. Hey. How are you, Katrina? I'm all right. Um, the Great Escape. Yeah. Um, what, what, what do you know about it? I know this. <laughs> oh, you'll be hearing that a lot. Mm. Um, uh, very little. Uh, I'm set World War Two, mm-hmm. I believe. I I believe Hogan's Heroes was a spoof of it. Pretty much, somewhat, yeah. yes. Um, and it's got what's his name? Paul is it Paul Newman? Steve no. McQueen. Steve the, McQueen. The other oh. Paul Newman. <laughs> Do they look alike? They look alike. Uh, they were both big stars around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. They were both you know, handsome Hollywood leading men yeah, of that yeah. era. Yeah, but no, it's, like, it's Steve McQueen in this case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's about it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, the Second World War. Yes. Obviously. Um, you know, it, it was a big deal. Yeah. I think we can fair yeah. to say. <laughs> uh, but in terms of the Second World War as entertainment, in uh-huh. terms of you know, there's a lot of films and mm. TV shows and things like that. Is is it a setting that that interests you for various um, bits of media? Sometimes. Uh, for me, it depends on what angle that go they they take on it um like like anyone i've i've consumed a lot of war media one of one of my favorite shows growing up because of my dad was mash the tv show Ah. um korean war yeah korean war um and you know being a an australian history student in high school i obviously studied the bejesus out of the second world war um but in turn i don't i don't actively seek it out um but there are some ones that i'll go oh this is really interesting because they're looking at um a particular area like um oh crap what's that one with benedict cumberbatch oh of all the people you could mention i was like no i know uh, where is is that the one where he's Alan Turing? Yeah, the imitation game. Imitation game. Yeah, that one I really liked because I'd been to Bletchley Park and Bletchley oh. Park is really cool. Um, and I'm always interested. I just started watching the SBS TV show um, Rogue Heroes. Mm, yeah, yeah. Just because that's looking at the African conflict, mm. African part of uh, the World War Two conflict, and so that's an area that I don't really know much about. And other than that, I. Yeah, don't actively say it. Well, at least not any more than any other type of entertainment. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so. well, luckily we do have someone who has seen this film, yeah. uh, which uh, is the point of the program. Yeah. We've done 300 of these. You know how this Wait, works. Wait, I'm supposed to see this film? <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, well, here, uh, our, our, uh, our Great Escape uh, has seen... Uh, I, I'm trying not to say the word expert because I don't, uh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's fair. I think if there's an expert on this field, it's, I'm sitting across from them. So uh, yeah, but, That's uh, true. As a person, I've seen this movie a lot of times. But yes, uh, it's Simon Haynes, everybody. Ooh. How are you, Simon? I'm not too bad yourself. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. You know, and just, all the listeners out there. Yes, yeah. no. Well, you know, it's stand a, up now, shout, shout, whatever you want. Yep, just everyone uh, if, on th- on the count of three. Tell us how you are. One, two, three. <laughs> there you go. Wonderful. Well, you can't blame people for that. <laughs> just saying. 
Yes, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Simon, The Great Escape. Yes. Um, in a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, what is this film about? It's about an escape. No, okay, that's a bit too big. Um, I'll try and be as succinct as possible. It's so the basic plotline is centred around a group of uh, primarily British military officers, some infantry, uh, who are all prisoners of war during World War Two in a, a German camp, and one of the kind of obligations they established really early on is like an uh, like a, a gentleman should always try and escape hmm. and of course it becomes a bit of that thing of um with during the war like you know the germans just didn't want them to escape they weren't necessarily treating them badly or anything like that that was a group of other people um but like the uh, the officers were taught to like it's their imperative to escape captivity to return back to the war effort and there was a lot of things that went on behind the scenes to try and give officers uh, methods of escaping but this is really mostly about this camp finding a way to get out and try and get out to the most amount of, uh, amount of people as possible mm. Mm. and even like it's, it's not necessarily about them actually escaping a lot of it's also a little bit about um abusing the resources of the germans like mm. to like you know if they're if they're chasing us down they're not shooting our boys over there mm. kind of thing so uh, it's as I said based on real life events. It is kind of you know contracted because it's even though it's a three hour movie, there's a lot going mm. on, a lot happened in that tier of time period. That's pretty much it. I'm not going to say anything else. Mm. Uh, but it is regarded as one of those classic movies, like mm. as particular of the genre. Yeah, it's a three hour movie. It's um, uh, it are is you a long one. The doors? <laughs> yeah, the doors are locked. Uh, it, uh, uh, don't uh, don't worry. It's I don't think it's actually a boring film there's oh, actually that's good. it's yeah. not one of those things where it's like a half an hour stretch of mm. lamenting or you, stuff it's actually you don't necessarily feel the three hours no, I, no. I think the true running time is two hours 45 because uh, i did double check it's not it's not quite lord of the rings but no. um but it is a long film but it's from that mm. period of you know the late 50s early 60s where films were spectacular and grand and part mm. of being grand was being long yeah. you know like ben-hur like yeah. spartacus yeah. this is definitely a lot more of like to say a character piece where it's like mm. more about the the, the people involved mm. so it's an ensemble cast some absolutely brilliant old actors and at the time some up-and-comers mm. and essentially the only reason why steve mcqueen's in this movie is because they needed a hollywood name mm. does this have ducky from ncis in it is this the one yes david McCallum. <gasps> He walks in and sees this the body is... of an Nazi and he goes, oh dear. And the way this happened, no. well, I'm going to tell you an interesting fact while I pick this apart. He plays this, the same character. This is David McCallum before he's David McCallum. So he hadn't even done Man From Uncle at this stage. So it's baby David McCallum. Mm. So he wasn't even nearly a... Uh, uh, oh God, can never wasn't remember. a seasoned actor. No, yeah. well, that's mm. it. He, well, he wasn't... He's, yeah. he's good in it, don't get me wrong, mm. but he, he's really a bit part. Okay. So, well, yeah. with all that being said, shall we watch The Great Escape? Yes. <laughs> Okay, for those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and prepare to throw a ball against the wall as we watch <laughs> oh, yeah. The Great Escape. Oh, yeah, I really should say, if you've seen Chicken Run, you've seen this movie. Oh, yeah. That's I have seen Chicken Run. Well, you've seen this movie. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching The Great Escape. And by we, I, of course, mean Simon Haynes and Katrina Johnston. (laughs) (laughs) Katrina, that was your first time watching The Great Escape. Yeah. What did you think? I quite liked it. Um, It's not... 
yeah, I don't think I ever would have watched it under my own gusto. So mm-hmm. I think I'm, Fair glad, I'm glad I enjoyed it. I, sorry, I'm glad I watched it in this capacity. Um, it's very much a dad film. It is, but mm. I don't I don't mind that because mm. I think uh, there is one portion of my personality that is just a grumpy fifty year old white man. Um, it's, it's very it's very odd in my own head. Mm. It's probably why we get along. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer than further away. So. How, yeah. However, I am going to put it out there. Somebody needs to write this as a drag yes. show. As yeah. a drag musical show. Oh yeah. Um, I I mean I could set aside the musical. Okay. I, uh, mm. I I'm neither here nor there, but mm. I definitely think it could be a drag show. What made you jump to that? Because that that's not the that's not a common reaction to this <laughs> film. Normally people go, oh, that was fun, or it was a bit dull, or mm. it was too long, or man, Steve McQueen apply... rides a bike a lot. Yeah. Like like I, I think you can yeah. really apply queer theory to this film, and kind of did throughout. Yeah. Mm. So yes, I, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, I mm. think it is that, and I think it's also. Yeah, it's it's modern sensibilities reading more into it. Yeah, into mm. the fi- sorry the sixties version of masculinity, mm. um, and going oh, I bet they all just want to cuddle. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I got it between Henley and War- and Werner, mm. the the yeah. German officer yeah. that he was oh. doing the blackmail supplies yeah. with. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's very much a many, not blackmail. in many ways a kind of abusive mm. relationship. Yeah, co- sorry, contraband. But but but, um, but I think it was I think it was just partly but, because of its. What would people say if you were in my room? Like, I suppose <laughs> yeah, it's just language yeah. like that. It was just Very so, much queer-coded, yeah. So many double innuendos. And I just... Because the first 20, min of it, 20 minutes of it was just quite funny. Mm. And, I was, and I was quite surprised. Mm. More than once we shouted, Hogan, as it was going <laughs> on. Like, yeah, it is... And I think it's partly because it's, it's sort of... It's a very light-hearted initial uh, look yeah. at... Mm being a prisoner of war yeah um but also these are not prisoners of war in the you know in in the whole sphere of the second world mm. war obviously um there were prisoners of war who were uh, executed and went through yeah. the mm-hmm. internment camps and all those things but yeah. these are officers yeah yes. th- th- these are oh you're in the military just like us if we treat your officers well you'll treat our officers well that yeah. was sort of the understanding between the two yeah. sides yeah and so this is not um like like on the scale of uh, mm. you know uh, prisoner of war camps, this this uh, prisoner of war films. This isn't yeah. Schindler's List. Well, this isn't also, anything. It's like also that. important to point out that the treatment, well, in in regards to this mm. movie, the treatment of the uh, RAF versus and with the Luftwaffe, mm. as compared to the treatment with the Gestapo and the SS, yeah. which mm. is very much a line they really try and push. Yeah, and they do make a point of that, as you yes. say. Yeah, no, they're like, hey. You're getting the soft touch because you're here, mm. that kind of thing. I just remembered one thing that it did make me think of is it's in sort of as a stark contrast is the Bruce Willis film that I mentioned mm. called Heart's War. Mm. Okay. And in that, they have to investigate the death of an allied soldier, a black allied soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, no, sorry. Oh, I think I think there is a black allied soldier involved in, in this. I can't just can't remember how. Mm-hmm. Who gets killed within a POW camp, and the POWs themselves have to do a trial about it and find out who's killed him. Oh, okay. And there's drumhead. And there's like this whole controversy about how officers control their men within a POW yeah. camp and things mm. like that. But yeah, so the situation is, yeah. Um, yeah, this this camp has been built specially for all those troublesome multiple escapees. Yeah. Um, yeah. We see the, uh, the 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 head of the Luftwaffe uh, or the head of this camp for the Luftwaffe yeah. um, sit down with the the head of the British soldiers. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, Von Luger's there going, uh, this man escaped 14 times, this man escaped seven times. You need to keep them in line. And uh, Ramsey, uh, Commander Ramsey, who is yeah. uh, the guy with the cane, is sort of going, well, we have to try and escape because we've got to try and keep you traps busy. It's very much it's in the... It's our duty. Yeah, it's very much in the... Golly gosh, isn't war a bit fun? Yeah. And what yeah. I really like is the film... Gentleman's game. The film yeah. sticks with that for the first half yeah. and then very, very suddenly switches it and goes, mm. oh no, this is a game of life or death. Even mm. though some of them are still treating it a bit like, oh, jolly cripes, isn't this a great adventure? Uh, but there's serious death in it. There's, yeah. there's yeah. people getting executed, people getting killed. And it's, um, it's interesting how it has that switch. Mm. And it's a bit rough, but at the same time, it doesn't. It, it doesn't feel like it's out of place for this film. It's no. a big tone switch, but it doesn't feel discordant. I guess no, because no. I think they set it up with the um, with the death of Ives. Mm. They, they go, oh, this is actually quite serious. Everyone's starting to go stir crazy. Well, it's also coincided with the celebration of the Fourth of July and mm. all this other stuff. So it's that. It's a. It's a great dramatic um, thing of like you know, the heroes are you know they're kind of. Let's on guard, if, if you will. You know, yeah. it's, they're, they're making progress. It's everything's going great, and then the tragedy hits, and that's just good drama. Mm. You know, it's, mm. you, yeah. it's peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. Yeah. And this uh, movie does that really well. Yeah, Ives is killed, and the tunnel is discovered, or one yeah. of the tunnels is discovered. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, oh, uh oh, we're we're in a lot of trouble now. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it, it's quite interesting because it doesn't feel as though there is a main character in this film. I, I know that Steve McQueen is obviously billed as the main character. Yeah. Um, but, but to be honest, Hiltz isn't, isn't in it a huge no. amount. No, if anyone, I would say the main character is Bartlett. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Because, well, partly because he's obviously put in charge mm. of mm. the escape plan and everything. And yeah divvies out all the duties it's a great ensemble cast like, yeah it is. everyone has their own narrative story mm. arc there's mm. that's what the same like you know, jokingly call them bromances but yeah there's a lot of pairings up between characters and that mm. evolves throughout the thing um uh danny and uh what's his face willie willie, willie yeah, yeah like they have a good relationship pairing, yeah. that goes on and mm. spoilers we see them escape which is lovely mm. again go to uh, like have their bromance in switzerland or something like that mm-hmm. uh the henley and uh uh, Blofeld. Uh, oh, Blythe. Blythe. So you get these lovely little group pairings and these characters, like, oops, sorry. And these characters are just, they're just not not necessarily good people in the sense of like, but they're like, you know, they're nice, they're, reliable characters. They're rounded enough yeah. that you, mm. you, you feel sad when like Colin gets shot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even the Germans aren't like portrayed as like comically evil, except the Gestapo and the SS because they are. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but yeah, Von Luger. Yeah. Like, I felt a bit sorry for him. I always feel a bit sorry for him when he gets carted away because I'm like, yeah. you're either mm. getting executed or sent to the Russian front, which is just the same bad. thing. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 and like Von Luger is very much going, look, please don't try and escape because mm. he, he's essentially trying to warn them. He's saying, they will kill you if you try and escape. You need to be trying to look after these men. But as we see, they, their honor, their code, whatever it is, won't mm. allow them to just sit there idly yeah. and, and yeah. be prisoners. And you know, we see Ives in desperation, try and escape and get mm. killed. Yeah. Um, Even calls it a wire happy. Mm. Like this whole thing of being stuck behind and going yeah. insane. Yeah, it make that it makes sense that phrase. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And I like, I really like that moment of when they're talking to Hiltz, and he's like, and they're like, look, he's wire happy. 
how about you send him over to the tunnels? Yeah. So at least then like it's like everyone can keep an eye on him and also he's being a bit more active. Yeah, he's doing something to yeah. escape as opposed to just sitting in the cooler. Or mm. just or trying that one off chance yeah. and then going to sit in the cooler. Mm. Yeah. Um it it's an interesting film to sort of look back on and sort of think about though because it is 60 years old mm. um and i think it holds up quite well I, yeah. I th- yeah i think it does as well i think where it really holds up the best is telling the multiple stories once the escape happens yeah. yes the way we cut between yes. all these different soldiers that we've sort of got and it actually makes sense why the movie is two hours and 45 minutes yeah. mm. you need that time to get to know them so that you're invested in them when like the, the plane crashes mm. with with, with oh, and Liam Blythe. That's an odd. Oh no, that we we're still going. It's just a different pop up from somewhere else on the laptop. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Um, I just can't see the recording screen at the moment. Oh dear. No, that's okay. It's it's. I've still got a little thing saying it's going, but mm. I just can't well, see. It. Uh, um, yeah. but we care when Henley and Blythe crash. Yeah, uh, and we care that Blythe gets killed and. That Henley is sad and covered in apparently red pla- red paint. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the, the um, fake blood on that scene is not particularly great. <laughs> um, but and, and same with like the guy who gets in the truck. I forget, isn't it Cavisham? Cavisham. Yeah, yeah, like he gets Cavendish. in the truck. Cavendish. Sorry, Cavendish. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he gets in the in the truck and gets immediately sent to this place where there's like thirty soldiers with guns, yeah. Yeah. and it's like, mm, oh crap, I'm in trouble now. Mm. Um, yeah, and they do a really good job, I think, of cutting between those different escape stories. Yeah, and you yeah. you know oh yeah that's right so this guy can't see or this guy uh has had the claustrophobia thing mm. and like even though i'm not great with the names because i'm saying this guy and that yeah. guy yeah. you're recognizing them and you're seeing okay how are they going to do oh what's steve mcqueen going to get up to on this motorbike yeah. and it's fun mm. like like and that's the thing is it's like i know that people sometimes criticize war films for glorifying war mm. this maybe doesn't glorify war it glorifies no. the sort of boy's own and this really is a boy's, yeah, boy's own, own adventure. adventure there are yeah. no women with speaking parts in this film no. was there any women oh no uh, sorry there was, yes yeah there was, towards the end they, on the train in the, public, in the streets escaped, yeah. 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 yeah i mean and, yeah. and also it it makes sense because it's a prisoner of war camp they were almost entirely male orientated from the well certainly from the prisoner side yeah for the mm. prisoner side but i think and this is completely going off like just best guesses mm. i think at least within the there would have been women visiting the camp to assist the soldiers to like do their washing mm. do mm. their cooking that kind of thing hate like little admin roles that mm. kind of thing probably yeah yeah. Yeah, but we just didn't see them in this film. No. Um, and and to be honest, like prisoner of war camps as well as concentration camps, um, the higher level officers they had their families living nearby yeah. usually. Mm. Yeah. Um, because they could. Mm. But I feel like this film was very much like this is a special camp for yeah. all the people that keep escaping, so yeah. you, you don't get those familiar. Well, and it also was based on a real camp. It and also, a, we're talking about the sixties where they were like. No, nobody gives a shit about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the about hell's that a level of his, yeah <laughs> uh, about and also that level of historical accuracy and yeah. stuff yeah yeah it's more about here's a group of guys yeah just doing guy things yeah, trying, yeah being digging tunnels yeah and being sneaky and and making moonshine and just yeah. Yeah. just just guys being dudes um, <laughs> but it, yeah it's it's a very it's just a very fun story Mm. even when it's not fun in terms of when it gets serious Um, i always forget simon that most of the characters in this film get shot in a field yes i literally i haven't seen this in like close to 15 odd years yeah and it was that moment i was like oh yeah i remember what happens now and i was just like 
oh yeah, I remember what happens mm. now. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's brutal. I mean, obviously yeah. we don't see anything because we don't that's, really see that's many. Based people. on a thing that actually happened. Yeah, we. I mean, the, the only... execution was actually a real thing. Yeah, for of Allied soldiers because yeah. I know it happened for. Uh, uh, the, there was a Polish massacre is I think the more well known one uh, but that, I think that was by the Russians. if I remember correctly that's one of the reasons that it was so important that the Gestapo was saying like the you're Gestapo's. not a military guy you're you're wearing civilian clothes we know you're British so therefore you're a spy yeah. and we can execute you if you're a spy yeah. mm. we can, if we can prove you're a spy you're dead yeah because you're not wearing it's like, like that's the thing when like uh, Look, um, Hiltz yeah. pops his collar to reveal his uh, insignia. Mm. It's like important because that's how he survives. Yeah. Mm. Or anyone that gets picked up by, like, say, the Luftwaffe or mm. anyone that's not the Gestapo or the SS. Yeah. Essentially. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the events of this story are, whilst what's depicted in the film may not necessarily be the way it fell about. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is true that originally uh, um, they caught seventy three of the seventy six that escaped. Those numbers are true. So seven, oh, okay. seventy six escaped, seventy three were either captured and executed, or well, well, captured and then executed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fifty were executed, wow. having escaped. Uh, three did escape, um, mm. and yeah, Including the Australian. Yeah, yeah. What a convincing Australian <laughs> accent there. I still maintain um, <sighs> that I've heard worse. Yeah. Yeah. And I think particularly for that era of filmmaking, it's actually, it's fine. Yeah, it was a way they had to shoehorn in another American, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing about it as well, about the, um, which I think is really one of the remarkable things about this film, it's made not that long after the war. We're talking less mm-hmm. than 20 years after yeah. the end of yeah. the Second World War and therefore less than 20 years after these events. Yeah. But when they talk mm. about, um, when, when Van um, Luger, when Von Luger is saying... Um, this order comes from a higher power. Mm. Mm. He, he's specifically talking about Hitler. Yeah. Mm. Hitler specifically, historically ordered those 50 men to be executed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And in the film, they're like, we're just going to say a higher power. We're just yeah. going to imply. But See, it was. The, yeah. the way he was talking, I was like, oh, he's talking about the higher echelons of the Gestapo. No, it was specifically Adolf Hitler was so mad oh. that they'd all, that they'd escaped. He ordered the 50 that they'd, captured initially to be executed let's face it they probably would have done it anyway but yeah i mean hitler hitler got a, a couple of bees in his bonnet about very specific people like i seem to remember <laughs> you, you could say that historically speaking no no no. as in i'm not even talking about <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah i'm talking about very like um, individuals mm. oh what was her name actress blonde actress uh very androgynous oh Ingrid Bergman? Ingrid Bergman. Yeah. 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 Hated her. Oh, really? Was like, because she was, because she was very anti-Nazi and worked very, very hard. And on top of that, she's a lesbian Mm. um, or at least bisexual. Um, Mm. Hated uh, Josephine Baker. Right. Oh, yeah. Had a a really, really big thing against her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but. But James Coburn's Australian accent was um, wasn't great, but no. but he said bloody a lot, so we'll give him that. And he said mate a fair bit. Yeah, like the the words were right, yeah. and someone called him Bluey at one point, which I was like, yeah, that that seems right. <laughs> but yeah, it, it did feel like it came from the Dick Van Dyke school of accents. Yeah. And, and and look, speaking as a person who also can't do an Australian accent, mm. like I I I felt the similar pang of pain of going. <laughs> Yeah, I can't do it either, James. I'm so sorry. It's, yeah, but if you were in the Great Escape, you would at least be one of the British officers. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd probably be 
Richard Attenborough because oh, I'm, I'm similar yeah. height. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just be a lot a of similar vibe. Yeah, just sort of. All right, here we go. Let's. Although best. looking at him, I was like, he he just made me think of um, a Citizen Kane guy. I'm so oh, Orson awesome Welles. Yeah, it made me think of Orson. He looked like Orson Welles a bit in this one. He did actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like I like the little scar makeup that he had yeah. as well. Like it did make him look very different. He didn't look like in 30 years time he was going to open Jurassic Park. <laughs> which is like it is it is quite the change in, in see, appearance see, and Donald Pleasant just went I'll have that yeah he more just goes um, I more think of him in Elizabeth mm. as Cecil yes the funny thing is as you were saying uh, Awesome World my brain was going to Olivier for some reason oh mm, yeah so. I can see that yeah. Um, were there any moments from this film that particularly stood out for you uh, Katrina as this was your first time watching um, it any sequences that made you go Oh. I, I really enjoyed when Hilts and um, Ives, mm. when they get put back in the cooler after mm. their first escape attempt. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, that just little neat little bit of storytelling was mm. so great. Yeah. Um, Didn't have to explain it. Just no. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how well it's gone. <laughs> and they're just covered in mud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you, Simon? Any moments that stand out for you? Oh too many uh I, i've said i love the coolest stuff as in like it's a great recurring gag it's a mm. great showing of like hilts's character and like the rebel stuff the american but also like it's re-watching again and being a bit more like i don't know switched onto movie theaters and stuff like you know we're saying throughout like oh god i can see how much of um raiders of the lost ark its dna is directly from yeah. this film mm. and we're making a lot of those jokes and like you know references to like uh last crusade with the uh, mm. end scene of the trains and stuff like that mm. and stuff like that uh no one one comment you say about the length i think i mentioned this earlier is that yes it's a long film but it's not one of those things that has any like really slow moments where you kind of just yeah. go oh what? I, get on with it it's i was almost to... everything is done uh, progressively well like it keeps mm. you engaged it doesn't have to be all excitement and lulls it's just mm. steady yeah, I think I agree with that. I I didn't notice the time. Mm. Um, the only time where I was like, I want to look at my watch to see how long we've been going is when they were escaping. Because I'm like, if there's still 20 minutes, they're all fucking dead. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, no. you, you yeah. know that if there's only a couple minutes to go, they yeah. might survive. Yes. <laughs> if there's like more than 20 minutes, you're like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's still a third of the film to go. Yeah. When, when that happens so yeah. uh you were right they they mm. were in a bit of trouble um it's just like when reading yeah. a book and your characters have finally gotten together but you're like why is there still half a book left yes yeah. yes yeah it's true um I, I must admit um steve mcqueen's motorbike scenes are it's pretty okay. cool yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the jump is very impressive mm. um mm. and it's it's a fun bit of uh extra action in, yeah. in it mixed in with all these very tense scenes of like mm. people trying to pass themselves off as yeah not being escape prisoners it's a good it's balance edited of that. really yeah. brilliantly in yeah. that way you know it's again it, drama it's about peaks and balance escalation yeah. and be, you can't just keep ramping it up you've sometimes got to give it a bit of a pause and mm. ramp then pause and ramp yeah and um and then obviously the film ends we m- most of the people that did escape were executed Mm-hmm. Some of them are brought back. Obviously, three do escape, including the the Australian, who I mm. presume is going to be trying to pass off a Spanish accent now. So, good, good luck there. Well, I mean, at least once he gets to Spain, he can he could probably resume being yeah. an Australian, yeah. and like surrender himself because I'm sure they would have still had a British embassy there. Probably, 
So. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Fran- Franco Spain is an interesting, an so, interesting. Fra- <laughs> yeah, Franco Spain is something I do not know much yeah. about. Yeah, they never really establish what part of the war it is, but there's kind of indications this is like nineteen. Well, it's at least forty three, forty four. It's well, be- yeah, yeah, at least at the beginning, it's pre forty one. Yeah, because it's pre Japan, uh, pre sorry Pearl Harbor, hmm. because. They're talking about that. That's why they've only got a couple of Americans. Yeah, because Americans volunteered. Yeah. Um, to go help. Yeah, the no, they 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 all they yeah. escaped across the borders of Canada yeah. and enlisted there. That's why um Coburn, not Coburn, um, oh, God damn it, Henley yeah. is wearing a Canadian outfit even though he's American is because mm. the Americans did that. Mm. Oh, okay, I didn't know about that bit. Yeah. Um, it was historically accurate. It was just a way they could get more Americans in. But yeah, I think I think they're in the. I would say yeah, they're probably in. The, Towards the end, it's like 43, 44. Yeah, it mm. goes, it almost feels like the, the movie does feel like it goes for about a year or so, like over the course. Yeah. Because like, mm. with the amount of times that um, uh, people are in the cooler, people mm. taking digging, because it's not, you know, they're not shoveling like lots the, of dirt, yeah. they're just shoveling bags full at most, and mm. like in the, yeah. using small shovel, uh, trowels and stuff like that to move. To release it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's. It, it it's, I mean, the the, yeah. the real event that it's based on occurred mm. in 1943. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but um, obviously, it took them for probably from 42 to yeah. 43 yeah. to actually make it all happen. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting subject for a for a film, and I think it's I, I can I can appreciate having not watched this for a couple of years coming back to it. Mm. Why it was so um, well received, particularly in Britain. Mm. Um, and also, we do have to say, we've mentioned it already, but the theme tune is brilliant. The theme tune is genuinely the fantastic. that me, the musical noob, <laughs> can remember it. Yeah, yeah, cultural osmosis is a thing. Yeah. And I like how they just use the same theme, but in like different motifs mm. throughout yeah. it. So it's like the, oh, we're escaping. It's the do, 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 do. It's but really then, up. But oh. then the sad ones, they'd be dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Or even when, like the should we try the chicken run thing? Yeah, or oh, might not while we're recording, but the uh, no, even that like now. having more of an upbeat motif when um mm. the hilts and ives get uh, caught that mm. one that after they're ferreted out and like when they get caught it's like you know a bit more you know, like upbeat as opposed to like really down it's depressing it's just mm. like no 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 they you know they're still up and chipper yeah. and it's like it's a great little mm. moment it's like and, and there is none that theme music in the film that's yeah. used really well, particularly when we switch to nighttime and it's outside the camp, there's the same theme that plays. Mm. The, the the impact that this film has had mm. is really evident. Um, obviously, Chicken Run is the big example yeah. of yeah. that, which <laughs> is just uh, Ardman going, oh, we're just going to make a version of this with chickens. And it's su- if you've not seen Chicken Run, and we haven't done it on this program, we will do one day. <sighs> it's so good. It's, it's such a brilliant spoof mm. of these sorts of films, but specifically The Great Escape. It's mm. well worth a watch. Um, but yeah, like you say, the impact of what it had on clearly it had an impact on Spielberg. It, it had an impact mm. on on all of the sort of subsequent war movies that came after it because the, the there were a lot of war films in the fifties and sixties mm. uh, featuring people that had been there. Like Donald yeah. Pleasance, as we'll talk about in the trivia, was in a prisoner of war camp. Um, he had the same experience as Blythe in terms of ending up in a prisoner of war camp. Um, mm. oh, and wow. so you had all of these people who were there and were involved making films about those experiences that they were in 10 15 20 years previously mm. but the great escape always rises towards the top or or, to, or maybe even the very top of those films before war films became 
platoon, we or because or before mm. they became criticisms of war. Yeah, like yeah. like the the, the that's more a post Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, we, we, well. and it's interesting to think about the fact that this film is released in 1963, which is right at the start of the Vietnam War yeah. conflict as well. Like the, the way that the Western world viewed war, and the way that Hollywood and entertainment viewed war in the 60s, compared to even you look at things, the big war films of the 80s are things mm. like. Um, platoon they're things like you know, so it's the 70s but um well, even have like apocalypse uh, now. that's yeah. the one i was trying to think of yeah apocalypse now and you know all, i mean mash the film came yeah out yeah. In the 80s, yeah i think no no 70s. that was uh late 60s, 60s. oh was oh, yeah. it yeah because yeah. it was before the tv show yeah i know it was well before the like tv show i didn't realize that much. i think it was 69 and yeah. then the show was 73 i think no, uh mash the film was 1970 oh, okay there you go but yeah, it's it's interesting though because it is that very much like rah, all right, boys, we've been locked up, but we're going to try and escape again. Like yeah. It, it, yeah, that that attitude disappears from war films. I don't think war films that are being made today feel like that. Um, like they're either war is serious, war is hard, war mm. is bad, or if they're pro-war, mm. they're more about we're doing this because we, we have to. to yeah, we have to save people yeah it doesn't feel like there's that attitude of oh well this is a bit of fun isn't it chaps all right off we go chocks away it's also funny because it doesn't even really try and glorify the war Mm. if anything it's a bit more that i think it's it's too british gentlemanly that's the kind of i think it's stiff upper lip i think it does by by making it like that yeah it does kind of glorify no yeah i I mean explicitly in the text but yeah yeah, definitely it doesn't try to criticize it either Mm. that's so yeah, but also, I mean, this film was dedicated to the fifty soldiers that were shot, yeah. and it, I think, it is very much being viewed as a celebration of who these people were. Yeah. And so, because of that, it's actually probably it's inappropriate. Right. It's an appropriate yeah. adapt- adaptation because yeah. it's about not oh, isn't it tragic that these men tried to get away and died? It's about look at the fact that they were serial escapers and mm. they tried and tried until either they escaped or they were killed or yeah. the war ended. It's very much more about the soldier and the people mm. involved as opposed to the war itself. The war yeah. is essentially yeah. a setting yeah. for the, the conflict. Um, it doesn't comment on anything, but at the same time, yeah, I, I, it would be a much different movie now, yeah, post, mm. like, Vietnam. So, like, mm. you've got to remember, a lot of the anti-war sentiment, especially during this period, was coming out of Vietnam when more... Like photographers and that were allowed to go mm. in and document mm. things that they weren't necessarily controlled by yeah. the yeah. US and that, military. And that's, Vietnam was considered the mm. first televised war. Exactly. So, yeah. So. And 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 the impact of that wasn't really felt until the late sixties, as you exactly. say. So yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, would you like some trivia about the Great Escape? Oh, I yes. Love your trivia. Okay. Too. All of this trivia comes from IMDb. So if it's not true, don't blame me. <laughs> blame the government. Sure. Oh, the, gov- yeah. the government's in charge of IMDb. <laughs> yes. Sure. It is now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I, I read that IMDb. Oh. Oh, so it go. must be true. It must be true. Mm. Don't blame me. <laughs> One day, the police in a German town where this movie was shot set up a speed trap near the set. Several <laughs> members of the cast and crew were caught speeding, including <laughs> Steve McQueen. Of course, Steve McQueen. Of course he did. Now, the, this wasn't while he was filming the motorbike scene, I should yeah, point out. Him just going into yeah. work. <laughs> the chief of police told McQueen, quote, Herr McQueen, we we have caught several of your comrades today, but you have won the prize for the highest speeding, end quote. McQueen was then arrested and briefly jailed. (laughs) 
And they said gemmers don't have a sense of humour. Yeah. Oh, they do. It's just dark. Yeah. <laughs> they was, invented the phrase yeah. Schadenfreude. They basically do reason. not have a sense yeah. of humour. Yeah, the, the police officer basically sent him to, to a real cooler as part of their fun. <laughs> um, Wally Floody, who was the real-life Tunnel King, who mm-hmm. Charles Bronson was based mm. off. Uh, well, Charles Bronson's character. I'm sure Charles Bronson existed before this film. Yes. Wow. Um, he... Um, served as a consultant to the filmmakers almost full-time for more than a year during this wow. this production. Wow. Um, he wasn't part of the real escape, though, because he was transferred to another camp shortly before yeah. the day oh. of the escape. So he helped with everything until... Yeah, which is actually probably why he survived. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't involved in there. He didn't. He wasn't one of the 50 that were shot, like yeah. that kind of thing. That's the other thing the movie really doesn't pay any kind of lip service to is who is going in and out. It's really just yeah. these mm. groups of characters. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Speaking of Charles Bronson, during production, he met and fell in love with David McCallum's wife, uh, Jill oh. Ireland. And he jokingly told McCallum that he was going to steal her away from him. In 1967, Ireland and McCallum divorced and she married Bronson. <laughs> Wasn't she a Bond girl as well? Jill Ireland? I can't I think remember. Think of someone else. I might be thinking of someone yeah. else. Yeah. But um, yeah, just a li- yeah. little bit of a... Uh, a little bit of onset romance. Uh, apparently, uh, this became known while the production was going on. Like McCallum was made aware of this, and the directors, the director was really concerned and mm. was like, "God, can, you, can this not wait until the filming's done?" But apparently, <laughs> McCallum, uh, according to the trivia, was very cool about it and was like, "They were professional on set." Basically, mm. was what it came down to, which doesn't surprise me, given everything David McCallum's done, that he would. He'd be very professional. But maybe also he and his wife were both like, actually, Um, maybe they had a personal discussion. They probably just went, you know what? Yeah, I'd bang Charles Bronson too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, their their divorce wasn't for another few years. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. um, 60s, you know, swingers. Takes a while yeah. The point is, is uh, Bronson undermining in the film and undermining in, <laughs> in real life. You just wanted to get that gag in there. Let's be honest. Just thought of it then, Simon. Oh. Didn't, uh, she was not a Bond girl. Okay. Let's see if there's anything else. Several cast members were actual prisoners of war during the Second World War. Uh, Donald Pleasance, as we mentioned, was held in a German camp. He was held in Stalag Luft One. Um, Hans Mesmer was in a Russian camp. I believe mm. that's von Luger. Mm-hmm. Um, and Till Kiwi and Hans Reeser were prisoners of war of the Americans. Mm. Pleasant said that the set was a very accurate representation of a prisoner of war camp. So I think this uh, this one is based on like Starlag Twelve or something like that. The mm. uh, it's based the on a novel, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, no, the actual a real place. Mm. Like, but I think it was the one that was in the Alps or something like that. The one that was on the cliff face. Yes. Mm. So that was the one where the escape plan was. I told you. I think probably in between they they yeah. built a plane in the loft mm. and. It, w- it would have worked, except the war ended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that was one of the like most impenetrable quotations. Yeah. Like, that, that's the ultimate bad news, good news. Bad news, we have to stop building the plane. Aw, because the war's over. Yay! So I I was saying before that I met a, through within my history class, I met a POW mm. who was um, a POW in the European theatre. We also met a POW who was... Um, in the Japanese theatre as well. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and the POW from the European theatre was saying how they just got, when the war ended, they just got left in a barn mm. by their captors. Mm-hmm. And they were like, just stay here. We're, we're leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were all like, they got marched there, so they were Jeez. all starving and everything. Um, <gasps> and then the Americans 
rock up. Yeah. And the whole platoon is like British and Australians. Uh, and he walks in, the commander's like, Australians, you're free! And almost expecting everyone to be like, yay! And someone just leans over and is like, took you bloody long enough? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Although Steve McQueen did his own motorcycle riding, there was one stunt he did not perform, the mm-hmm. hair-raising five-foot jump over a fence. That's five foot? Oh, my yep. God. Yeah. This was done by McQueen's friend, Bud Ekins, who was managing a Los Angeles-area motorcycle shop when recruited to do the stunt. Uh, it was the beginning of a new career for Ekins, who later doubled for McQueen in 1968's Bullet, and then mm. did much of the motorcycle riding on the TV series Chips. Ah. Mm. Danny the Tunnel King is shown to suffer claustrophobia. Mm. Paul Brickhill, who wrote the book on which the film is based, was also a claustrophobic. Um <laughs> He was originally allotted an early place in the line for the escape, but when his condition became known, he was dropped to the bottom of the list, and he credits this for probably saving his life because he never actually went through the tunnel. Wow. Yeah. Mm. It's three to seventy-six is not good. Whenever you hear stories, and I find it's out of wars, um, natural disasters, those Mm. kind of like. And you're always going to hear it because people love to talk about this kind of stuff. Mm. That those sliding doors moments, mm. yeah. Um, of oh, I'd be dead if yeah. things had actually gone my way. Yeah, or just near like misses. Yeah. yeah. Um, my my wife, Dr. Ellen Sears, mm. uh, when she was a teenager, got to interview a World War One veteran mm. who was about 105 at the time. Um, yeah. She may have mentioned it on this program occasionally. I think she has. Um, yeah. But yeah. but he told us a, a, a story. He was a train driver mm. during the First World War on the at the Somme, basically. Mm. Oh wow! He Damn. was basically, if he'd been stood about a foot to the right, would have directly received a shell to the head. Oh my yeah. gosh. Uh, at one point, Yikes. Yeah. Um, he he saw it very late, and it just whistled past him and hit the ground, and also didn't explode. Oh my god! But it would have killed him just on the impact, yeah, impact. Yeah. Even, even without the explosion. But yeah, there's, there's stories like that that make you go, ooh, like that's yeah, yeah unsettling. Yeah, it's a good thing we don't have video. Mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, early on in the production, the director, John Sturges, received uh, memos from United Artists requesting female roles in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, one even suggested that the dying Ashley Pitt, the guy in the glasses who um, gave up his life to save Bartlett at the train station, yeah. um, that he could be cradled in the lap of a beautiful girl in a low-cut blouse, is how it was worded. The studio wanted to cast this bit by having a Miss Prison Camp contest in Munich as well. <laughs> Good lord. Sturges, the director, would have none of it. Um, So the only women in the film are those glimpsed in the background when Gordon Jackson and Richard Attenborough make their way through the town and they don't have dialogue. I think, no, I think they should have done it. I think they should have absolutely done the uh, Miss Berlin Beauty Contest Mm -hmm. with the men. Yeah, they would. But yeah, that was... that was the suggestions they produced. David McCallum, and the and director. A G-banger. Yeah. Charles Bronson, a G-banger. That's true. Just, yeah, just, just, just putting it out there. But just saying, John Sturges had the presence of mind to go, yeah, that's a really dumb idea. <laughs> it is. My, my question is, what were his reasons for thinking it was a dumb idea, though? Because on, the, mm, on yeah. the one hand, you're like, oh, maybe he's realising the misogyny, if you if yeah. could call it that. Yeah. Um, and the insensitivity of doing that kind of 
pageant, or maybe uh, he was just like, no, women weren't there, so they shouldn't be. I mean, because it's almost 50-50, because, isn't it? Because yeah. it's an adaptation of the book, he might have just been going, I'm trying to stick to the book. Yeah, and I'm presuming there isn't a beauty pageant in the book of The Great yeah. Escape. Um, it wasn't a sequel, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> the greater escape. The gr- um, there isn't the, the fabulous. There isn't the musical we're providing. <laughs> the final piece of trivia is that during the climactic motorcycle chase, director John Sturges allowed Steve McQueen to ride in disguise as one of the pursuing German soldiers, so that in the final sequence, although uh, you know it's the magic of editing, yeah. um, Steve McQueen is actually chasing himself. Um, he played the German motorcyclist who hit the wire. Oh, oh. Mm. nice. So yeah, he's he's just setting himself up for all this all this great work. Yeah. He he loved a stunt. He really mm. he really did love giving it a go. And um, yeah, obviously the one did he, he start out as a, as a stunt person? I think I he's don't just know. a bit of a renegade, to probably, be honest. Yeah, he's probably just he's just one of those weirdo Hollywood types that yeah. likes to do his he, own he, stunts. Yeah, you know, if he was around today, he'd be climbing. He'd be Tom Cruise. He, yeah, he'd be Tom Cruise. He'd be climbing no, the side of like the he, Khalifa building. No, I yeah, feel like yeah. he'd be. Um, what's his name? Ben Affleck's friend. Matt Damon. Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. I feel like he'd be Matt Damon. <laughs> I love you could remember Ben Affleck. That's... I know. <laughs> I love that I immediately I go to I Team am... America. <laughs> I am doing so well with names today. Yeah, yeah that's okay. Well, uh, that brings us to the scores. Mm. And Katrina, you get to go first. What score would you give The Great Escape out of 10? Um, I don't think it's the absolute pinnacle of films, but... It was a lot more enjoyable than I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it was quite well-rounded. Um, so I'd probably give it eight suspicious garden beds mm. out of ten. <laughs> I loved how much you were like, oh, the plants are growing. Isn't yeah. that nice? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, so they actually planted some seeds. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> the soil, their soil helped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, true. Extra nutrients. Mm. Well, they did describe the top the topsoil as clay. So. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, okay, Simon. Uh, what what score would you give this film out of ten? Oh, I'm hovering between eight and nine. I. Mm. It's one of those things that yeah, I think it's a it's a great piece of cinema, mm. but not the best. It's clearly got influence. Um, it's aged spectacularly well. There's issues, but almost yeah. every old movie has issues. Like mm. yeah, we talked about a lot of them. It's the I'd say it's the least egregious of yeah that era of films that I can think yeah, of yeah yeah it's it's not that I've seen at least like, it, <laughs> it doesn't have like the classic like uh, racisms or homophobia or anything no because they just had exclusively white men yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> that's, again that's another thing you could you know, yeah. say like you know where yeah. is the representation of the other soldier but that's also Hollywood mm. of the era mm. um, I'll, I'll, I'll split down the middle eight point five coolers. Excellent. So when they were talking about coolers at first, I literally thought they were talking about... I was like, he's got an esky in there? Yeah. He has to sit on top of the esky. Yeah. That's the only way they can keep it shut. Um, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, everyone steals my butter. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, and, and look, it, it, it's, it's a pretty good film. Um, I, I think it's... I think it, it it's not actually overly long for, mm. for the story that it tells. Mm. It does everything quite well. Yeah, it's 60 years old. There's going to be some rough bits on it. But yeah. um, mm. but it still functions really well. Um, it's it's enjoyable because of its prevalence mm. on it 
the Christmas time schedule for yeah. TV in the UK. I now want to put up my Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, it's Christmas in July soon. Yeah, that's true. Except it's not. It's a nonsense. So uh, yeah. what, what I'll do instead is uh, I'll just satisfy myself by giving it um, seven and a half um, contraband butters out of ten. <laughs> Uh, because Von Kluger butter. Oh, yeah. that was a scene that I quite loved. Oh, that okay. I loved. Mm. Um, Everything between the ferret yeah. and the uh, scrounger is Yeah, they're so, they're so good. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. So, Simon and Katrina, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having us. Hey, if you want to make a great escape to the previous episodes that we've done, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. There's more than 320 of them. We have done the odd war film, we've done Downfall. Feet. Oh yeah, three hundred and twenty. <gasps> We're just digging our way to yeah, a foot an episode. There's a, there's a film for each foot. Yeah, that they didn't make it to the. Actually, forest. I mean, technically, we we've gone further because they undershot it by twenty feet. I've just realised. So yeah. no, but they said it was three thirty. No, the, so, the plan was three thirty. Yeah, but then they, they were twenty foot short of the yeah, forest. Yeah, so, so yeah, just need to get. Yeah, three fifty. Yeah, so I, I'd have been closer. Is yeah. what I'm saying. What we're saying is I'm a better tunneler than Charles Bronson. <laughs> That's the logic. Uh, but yes, we have more than 300 episodes. We have done war films. We have done uh, Downfall, which is a second mm. world war film. Not as much fun as this. Uh, just going to throw it out there. Um, and if we do do Chicken Run um, and you want to hear that, um, that will appear in your feed if you subscribe. iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, however you want. You might be even be able to vote on it on your Patreon. Mm, if yeah, you if, I, if I do a, a, a poll on f- uh, favourite chicken-based films, uh, well, it's it's going to be in there. I mean, it's going to be a poultry selection, let's face it. We could... We, I, <laughs> it could be under war films. Yeah. War films, pie films, claymation. The war between humanity and nature. That's true. Oh my god, just like chicken run versus animal farm. Mm. Mm. Yes. Well, keep tuned in uh, <laughs> to see how that how that falls out. We also do have a Patreon, as Katrina mentioned, uh, mm. patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast for extra bonus goodies and features. And finally, there is our Facebook page. Just go over there, give it a like, give it a follow, however you want uh, to get news and updates on the program. But that is all for this week. So until next time. Cooler. 20 days. <laughs> Cooler! You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.